rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. Presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline on behalf of Baseline Times. I'm your host, Chevy, here. Uh, I got my crew back in the building. You know what? I felt great. I felt like I had a great team last week, so I brought them back. Gabe, Chris, how you guys doing today, gentlemen? Doing great. Doing great. Let's get it rolling. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Doing good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Yes, yeah, so we got a uh, a nice little mix of a show again for you guys. Um, we'll, you know, we'll start off with some hot takes here and there. We'll get into a little bit of the USC 247 recap. I know we had some predictions about that on last week's episode. And then we'll talk about the NBA All-Star at the bottom of the show. Um, just want to say thank you guys for joining me again, man. This, this stuff's fun. I had a fun time. And you know what? It's like, what, our third episode in a row, third week in a row. Mm-hmm. Man, we hitting no our doubt. strides. Like, you know, it's a little all-star break, guys, but we'll, we'll do our thing. Um, let, let me just shout out, you know, let's shout out DeMario Marcus real quick because, you know, they might be a little, they might feel some type of way. But I um, just want to shout those guys out. We'll, we'll bring them back after the break. I'm just kind of, you know, going through the rotation, man. You know, you got to find your stride some, sometimes. But, um, no, man, shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for at least locking this down and um, doing the show with me, man. We're, we're here. We're alive. How's, how's life going? Life going good for you guys? moving fast that's what's going on it's just you know it's almost summer you know it's the year just started yeah it's pretty crazy right we go be in june already so yeah it's going by pretty fast well i'm in we're in florida games so you know we, we're gonna get summertime in like two weeks it's summer all year round. yeah anyway, we're gonna get so. summer in like two weeks i mean it might be the 70s here and there but it's gonna be summertime mm-hmm. soon you know chris yep. how's how's phoenix man is has, has it heat up over there yet worse than us ain't it it's got to be right. Yeah, it's been up and down, up and down. Uh, it should be seventies this week. Uh, low, it gets down a little chilly at night, like in the forties. You know, but it's not too bad. Nah, we don't even get the forties anymore. We just got sixties. Sixties. Gabe, how's your fantasy doing this week? Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I was slacking a little bit, but I got I got kind of bored. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm winning against. Uh, I forgot who I'm playing this week, but right now I'm kind of bored because I've only lost one time in like what 13 weeks, so I'm like I'm like what 14 one or something like that. I'm, I'm bored. I need the playoffs to start. I need to get my money. You know, oh, give me my money. Here you we know? go. Do imagine, imagine Demario hearing this. Where my bread at man. You know? I mean, you're the fantasy guru, dude. You, you're great. I gotta give it to you. You're like one of the fan. This guy is really great. I'm right. telling everybody's listening. This right. guy is a fantasy goat. Like. I don't know how you do it, man. I, I really don't. But I'm gonna say how I do it. I, I, no. I don't work at work. I have no. My job is not my job. When I'm at work, I'm doing fantasy stuff. That's how I do it. So yeah, forget work. Gets in the way. Thompson, I know you're not in any of our fantasy leagues. Um, you, you play? Did you play? Do you play fantasy baseball with Demario? I haven't recently. No, you haven't. All right, day to day is a little bit too much, man. Keeping up, you got to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, uh, these guys are really intense fantasy players. I mean, the fact that Gabe <laughs> was just like really dominant, it, it does blow my mind. It really does. I mean, it, it, I, I I'm telling people right now, like I see it, I watch it, like I'm at the bottom watching pretty much. <laughs> so <laughs> I watch it every year, man. And I always cheer on Gabe. I'm out of the playoffs and I cheer on Gabe, and then. Um, last year, boys. yeah, you know, last year Gabe, you know, kind of covered my tab because we had a little ordeal where you know, yeah, I showed him around Orlando 
last year. But hey, anyways, kept my tab on Lando, so I figured I'd pay him back. Yeah, you know that to see this, it's a benefit. I got to play for free. <laughs> As long as it's a benefit to it, man. I appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. This is why we stay together in Florida, boys, man. You know, they say a lot about Florida, man, in the news a lot, but we're here. Let's get into this, fellas. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with some hot takes here. Um, this weekend, or I should say the past weekend, uh, the XFL returned. Um, a long hiatus for the XFL, but it finally returned. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch any of the games, even a half, you know, a quarter, a few minutes? Well, on Saturday, I watched most of the first game because I wanted to see how Cardell Jones would do since, you know, that's probably the most recognizable name they have in the XFL. I mean, I'm pretty sure the others as well, like guys who was on former NFL rosters. But, um, no, he, he, looked, he looked pretty good, you know, and uh, I've seen most of that first game. I've seen some of the second game. It's just going to take time for me to really get to know these players because, obviously, it's a new sport. They're trying to, you know, get it off the ground and everything. But uh, from what I hear, it's getting nothing but good praises, good reviews. And as you can see, they really gear it towards the gamblers. If you saw, like, the two teams at the bottom of the scroll bar, it has the plus minus. Mm-hmm. So they're really mm-hmm. trying to get that gambling crowd to get in on it. So, uh, you know, that's clever. It works. If you're a gambler, it gives you something to watch it for, you know? Right. So, uh, it's a little different. A little different yeah. football twist. Um, I like the mm-hmm. idea. What I saw, I did watch the first game. So the first game was the uh, Seattle Dragons against the D.C. Defenders, I guess, uh, if I'm saying the names yeah. right. But um, yeah, yeah. I was shocked to see Cardell Jones. I was like, dang, like – you haven't heard this guy in years, and then he's out there slanging them. I'm like, dude, this guy looks pretty decent. Like, I mean, he couldn't be a backup somewhere. I mean, at least that's what he was drafted for at one point. But it was pretty cool to see that, man. Um, I've never really personally played football on an organized level, so never really understood what goes on in the huddle. I just know these guys huddling, make a play, the coaching, the relays, information. So being able to be, mm-hmm. like, on the, the inside of that was pretty – it's still pretty exactly. cool. that was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. It's different to see it, hear it, hear the things being called. Um, the kickoff, I think, is pretty cool. You know, obviously, safety concerns. Um, the one or two or three-point conversion is actually pretty cool. That That's game-changing, man, like – that's definitely game changing. Um, it's just let me different. say one more thing actually before you done. Um, this, it's funny, right? Because uh, one it was only one week, one week of football, right? But uh, I forgot what team it was, but they already fired the defensive coordinator after one week. I'm like, come on, oh, man! LA, like, let's, let's, LA Wildcats, yeah, LA Wildcats, right? I'm like, what's going on? It's one week. What y'all doing? Oh, that's crazy. I mean, I guess yeah. when you, when you get up, your ass kicked, 37 to 17. Points, give up a league high 37. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you got to go. <laughs> what, what about you, Chris? Uh, I think it's here to stay, man. I think it's, uh, it could be a little little brother league to the NFL. Uh, I mean, they could, they could uh, I mean, if the NFL really adopted it, I know they're a little weary about, you know, letting anybody get it on their business. But uh, I think uh, it could be big for them. Uh, it's good for the small market teams, you know, too, the the St. Louis and, you know, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. even the Tampa Bay to be able to have something like that to root for, even though the Vipers, yeah, they look too hot uh, coming out the gate. But, I um, mean, yeah, there's a couple. I mean, if you watch college ball, there's a couple guys out there that you would notice, you know. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's a good, good brand of football. Uh, the, the telecasts are really intriguing, you know, like, like Gabe mentioned, just the insight. Uh, being able to see that in the betting as well, the betting lines, yeah, they gear it definitely towards the better. So, I mean, it's oh, for good, sure. you know, for the, for the first week, it's good, man. I can't really complain. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, just like you were saying a little bit about, you know, the little brother league, I I think one of the things I'm hopeful of, it's like the unofficial, like, farm league for the NFL. I mean, there's some names that just, like, popped out. I mean, I'm like, yo, this I got to Google this guy, man. Like, I heard of him before, and it's like, you know, I'm, like, thinking, like, this guy's got to be on some NFL roster or maybe a college football player. Um, But it's pretty cool how... Um, you know, it can bring in, you know, former NFL players and maybe just went through a bad rough patch of injuries, you know, out of college or, you know, while in the league and just didn't get the attention again, kind of gives them a hopeful, you know, to kind of relive their playing days or, you know, maybe get onto a roster. So, I I, I mean, I, exactly. I, I guarantee there's NFL scouts out there kind of like light bulbs going off in their heads watching some of these games. I mean, these roster sizes are so huge. I mean, you have defensive teams, you've got special teams, you've got the offense, the offensive line. I mean, there's a lot of positions in football that you need to fill on a continuous basis. You know, a guy goes down in the middle mm-hmm. of the season, someone's got to back him up, right? So, I think yeah. I think that was cool to see it, man. The whole Cardell Jones thing was was cool to see. He was slanging them things down the field. The trick plays, man. I think the trick plays from the DC defenders is pretty like pretty cool to see. Cause it's just stuff you don't see in a football game every every year. And I was thinking too. I was like, man, you know what? Whenever people describe football, this type of football, you know, around the world to everybody else outside of the U.S., it's it's a soccer ball, right? To us, when they talk speak about football, it's, it's you know American football, right? It's like, man, why don't we have like a third party league like? Besides the NFL, like when the NFL is out of season, exactly. why is why is why are we showing, um, you know, during the summertime is the CFL, the Canadian Football League. And why are some guys going over to the Canadian Football League? It's like, yo, we should have some arena kind of football. like, yeah, yeah, arena. It's like, come on, man. Like we got arena football to show off. That's it. <laughs> so you're thinking about it. I'm like, this is cool, man. We got a, a real product here. They, I think the reboot put together a really good product. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch a couple games, man. I mean, I wish there was still the Orlando Rage. But you know it's all good, man. I guess I'll figure it out. But I mean, it's just Tampa entertainment Bay. for me. Catch a Tampa Bay game, man. Yeah, catch a game at Tampa Bay, bro. Uh, yeah, I might as well, man. Just try to catch catch the Tampa Bay Vipers and become a uh, Viper week three, fan. Week three, they're out there, uh, February twenty second, brother. For sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think hey, about that, man. I'm gonna have to think about that for sure. Um, my only other hot take on this one, to be honest with you guys, is that um, you know, I think about this and why this will work is because and a lot of people. This is the mentality I have. A lot of people watch college football. I mean, think about some of these college football stadiums pack out so many more people than mm. a football NFL game or you know any other sporting events around the nation here. And how many times we have to see a college football playing team play inferior teams? I mean, like a Clemson. Take a Clemson, for example, Alabama. I mean, more than 50% of their schedule is against inferior teams. I mean, they have maybe three four games that are against teams that are equally matched not to say that yeah, teams aren't in the conference yeah yeah and not to say some of these teams come out and really put pressure on some of the top ranked teams but it's just like you know it, it is amateur football in my opinion and this is again a product that it, you're getting a little bit equal matchup and a little bit better of a matchup some of these guys have pro experience they have yeah. played football in college and understand the game a little bit better being coached so and I feel like it's like a, another way for players, let's say, who, like I said, they obviously aren't good enough to make a roster or if they're on the bubble of making an NFL roster, it's another alternative where they can go, okay, I can make some money playing, you know, in the XFL since I can't get on the NFL roster or a practice squad. And I feel like it's almost like a feeder league. So they're going to they're gonna see like, okay, we'll watch this league and see who what guy sends out to us and maybe we'll give them a try to the NFL. So it's not like, okay, I just got to play in college. Let's say if you get dismissed. 
or you have some type of conduct issue, you can go play in the XFL. You know what I mean? You don't have to stop and sit around and not do anything or go to Canada or, you know, play arena football, which I think now is defunct. You know, this is like another way for those guys to showcase their talents to prepare for the NFL. That's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the XFL, yeah, I think it's here to stay. We'll see another week, and hopefully if whatever defensive coordinator allows 30, 40 points, you have a job the week <laughs> after. <laughs> um, gentlemen, Jameis Winston uh, has, has reportedly completed LASIK surgery to fix his eyes. Nearsighted. Here's yeah, what I think. Nearsighted or foresighted. As, as a Bucks fan, here's what I think. This has to be some oddball attempt at getting a contract extension. Um, and, and this is the only uh, excuse that I'll give Jameis Winston. If this is true, and it's, it's assumption, it's a rumor that uh, players can't make like eye-altering, you know, personal medical choices unless it's medically necessary while under contract. So if he medically necessary did not need to do this while under contract mm-hmm. and it's that's in his contract rules, I can understand that. I get it. You know, now he's a free agent. He can do what he wants. He's not going to have a contract void because, you know, th- chances are, let's say lazy screws up and goes goes south. Now you got to pay a guy millions of dollars for, for what, you know, because he made a personal decision to get LASIK. I, I can understand that. But then I'm, I'm questioning, mm-hmm. well, Jameis, if, if you can't see down the field, I mean, at least you got some world-class, yeah, you know, true. medical. Like, you just can't get contact lenses unless, you, again, you have a medical reason. You can't wear contact lenses. But, um, <laughs> you know... If if all that doesn't matter, if all that's not true, I mean, again, I think it's just just lame, some lame attempts to get a contract extension. It's like, hey, coach, look, I can see now with these bad eyes, I threw <laughs> over five thousand yards. I had thirty three touchdowns. Oops, my bad. I had thirty three interceptions, but you know, I can see a little bit better now. So some of those, you know, tight balls in the pocket should be able to get them out a little bit more clear. Um, how do you guys feel so about think- this? So my thing was, was he was he nearsighted or was he farsighted? Like which one was he? Supposedly because, nearsighted. So he was nearsighted. So that means you can't see things farther down, right? I'm, I'm kind of confused on the the the, the, yeah, the, he yes. see the scoreboard, but he could see the players in front of him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So that's the case, and he's been playing this way this whole time. Why didn't he correct this like sooner? You know what I mean? Maybe that would have made a difference. Like I don't know, like I said, I don't know the situation. I don't know what his medical conditions are, but I feel like that's kind of important if you're a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like that's something you should have addressed a long time ago. But I, I don't yeah, know. You're supposed to wait till you're in your mid twenties. Uh, you're supposed to. He, uh, Winston just turned twenty six, and uh, okay. yeah, for, for the for the LASIK surgery, you're supposed to wait till you're in your mid twenties. So. Oh, so uh, I didn't know that. Okay. That yeah, I mean, the argument could have been made. He could have gotten it before last season, but I mean, yeah. you know. Well, that makes sense. Guys, if that's the I case, mean, that makes sense. Yeah. There's some guys that, you know, don't get it done, you know, for whatever reasons, like you said, could something go wrong. Mm. I feel like this day and age, I think there's another surgery that's out now, too, something a little bit better than LASIK even. I mean, do you think um, this will help with his quarterbacking career? I mean, will he stop doing picks? I don't I mean, know. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, he needs to get in the – needs to get more into the playbook, man. I think he needs more stability, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if he's a Buccaneer, yeah, he better. That contract extension, it's tough. It's so. a contract extension year, and he can see better. All right, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll see how it goes. And, and, and as a side note, um, you know, head coach Bruce Arias, he basically had said that he has such a weird way of saying this, but he's saying that there's no concern about re-signing Winston or there's no priority 
Um, but he then he mm-hmm. says, you know, he finishes off the sentence about, you know, it's like an assumption, like, hey, you know, it's like there's no priority, but you know, we'll, you know, Winston will be a part of land, something like that. It's just kind of nonchalant. So, you know, it's yeah, it's 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 a war, it's a war of the contract year for him. Um, in other NFL news, the NFL has officially reinstated Miles Garrett. Um, what do you guys feel about this? Did he serve a proper suspension? Did he, did he get his proper punishment? And I the mean, season's over, gets a fresh start. I feel like I feel like that was. I mean, it was so big at the time. I feel like time has passed already, so I feel like you know it is what it is. It's a violent sport to begin with. Obviously, you can't be going around hitting people in the head with helmets. I get it, and it's bad optics for the league. But I'm not talking about it anymore, you know. So I feel like at the time he spent suspended, I feel like that's enough. Like he can just move on now and you know, get back on the field. Obviously, you won't do that again. That's just a given. But uh, yeah, I feel like you know he should be fine. Right, and Thompson, how do you feel about the he serve his proper? Suspensions. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Uh, I mean, yeah, like Gabe said, I think uh, you know, it kind of blew over at this point. I mean, when I remember when that first happened, I, they were blowing that up that next day. Oh Friday, they were playing. Like, I, I'd never seen them play for, like a clip that many times. It was crazy. But I mean, it was definitely you know he was that could have went one or two ways. You know, he could have either really hit him or he could have you know. He could have not. He could have not made any contact with him too, and then you know he wouldn't have gotten. It would have been blown up the way it was. So, kind of just he needs to learn from that for sure. Yeah. He's a good kid too. He comes from a good family, everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's just reset the button. Um, he acknowledged he was wrong. He apologized. He did what he had to do. Um, and you know, it, it's the progression of of a person. I think that's to give him a second chance. Obviously, he can't have any bad behavior. You know, he makes maybe uh, some kind of hard hit on a quarterback next year. People people are still going to criticize him. They're still going to say, Miles Garrett's a dirty player, blah, blah, blah. Remember the helmet hit. It's going to happen, right? Like you guys say, it's a contact sport. It's an action sport. I mean, it's going to happen, right? But either way, as long as that isn't repetitive of the same type of action or worse, um, you know, Kind of like a guy we're going to talk about next. I think that he he he'll be he'll be fine. I think it was okay. It's you know just the season's over. What what more were you going to do? Suspend him like what three more games next season? You know so and that's the thing. NFL doesn't have a defined policy. It's hey we'll throw six games at this guy, three games at this guy, eight games with this guy. So you know I'm I'm glad to kind of see him back um, next year and then hopefully I think he he's he's he spoke well and he acknowledged himself so. You know, we'll see what happens uh, next season and how he performs and his behavior. But he'll be under a microscope, no doubt. Um, speaking of head cases, AB is starting to say some some common sense things lately. Um, lately, he was on um, pretty much uh, Twitter, just notifying everybody that he was proud to play next to Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he quote said mostly. Um, I never realized uh, how good I had it. I got caught up in my emotion with everyone coming after me, and I really apologize for my actions. Sincerely, man, it's never been another connection like we had done, like what we had done in the past decade. I appreciate you. Sincerely, AB. Fellas, how do you guys feel about it? Do you trust? Let me ask you. Here's a question. Do you trust AB? Is Antonio Brown, can he be trusted now on the NFL roster? 
decision. I mean, that's got to be up to a GM out there. I think it's, I mean, he's getting older now. And I think he kind of lost his, his window. It was crazy that the Patriots gave him a chance, honestly. But I don't know. He, he, he kind of just never grew up, in my opinion. That guy's just got millions of dollars and kind of just never really had to grow up. It's crazy. He needs, like, he needs better people around him and stuff, in my opinion. He's a better, like, group of people kind of, like, you know, telling him what's up. But he probably just has a bunch of, you know, yes men around him. It's kind of tough when you get to that position. So, I don't know. He'll be all right. I mean, he has, you know, a few million dollars. He needs to make sure he saves himself, man. I don't think he'll play in the NFL anymore, honestly. That's just me. So, we'll see. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it. It's funny because you can say, I would say, you know, maybe maybe the XFL will entertain him and – we get some. <laughs> I think his salary demands might be too much. They were looking at Colin Kaepernick. Right. You uh, mean if you're willing to take a gigantic pay cut? Absolutely. Gabe, how do you feel about AB right now with it? With what he's saying, he's saying more common sense things. I don't. I don't know what made him do that about face so quickly. Maybe because Drew Rosenhaus dropped him. And if you get dropped by that guy, that's a problem. So that guy, he represents every every uh, player under the sun that's you know has some type of issue. Anyways, like I said, I don't know if that was the case or if somebody finally got into his head and be like, yo, you know, you're 30, I think he's 31 or 29, whatever he is. You're, you're throwing away your career. Like, you had it going just fine. Like, what is your problem? So, I mean, I think he'll get another chance to NFL because there's always that one team that's going to need that explosive wide receiver. So, I don't think his career is over yet in the NFL. So, I think he'll get one more shot. Like I said, it might be a smaller contract. It won't be nothing major just to see how he acts on an interim basis, and then he'll go from there. But, um, yeah, I'm just glad that he's finally doing this about face and he's trying to make it better because he was on some other stuff. I don't know what he was doing, but it's so bizarre. And you can't just say, oh, he's got CTE. You know, that's you can't say that for every football player. That might not be his issue. So, like Chris said, he had a lot of yes men around him. People just saying, oh, yes, yes, do this. A lot of enablers. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe he turns around, he gets his career back on track because he's also doing this boxing match with a YouTuber. I'm like, man, he's hit an all-time low. I've never seen him do that. He's saying Logan Paul. I'm like, wow, that's that's strange. So hopefully, you know, this about face will put him back on the right track and um, he'll get back in the NFL soon enough. I mean, everyone's like kind of dropping him too. It's his agent, um, lawyers, and um, yeah. I mean, then after that, like recently, like supposedly he's talked to John Gruden recently, um, and then you know this this comment about Ben Roethlisberger. But I mean, yeah, he's saying he's saying the right things. Now it's all about action. I mean, just go, just get to work. Um, I mean, you know, hopefully there is somebody beside him, man, and starting his life wreck around, and we'll see him one more time on the field. It's still, it's still one hell of a talent, you know, to get on an NFL field today, and and still can be with the best of them. So, mm. you know, hopefully, hopefully we do get to see AB back in action. Last weekend, we had UFC 247. Mm. Um, you know, I was texting you guys during the match, too, as well, individually. And um, I think I think our predict- our three predictions went right um, for the most part here. UFC 247, um, you know, one of the fights we kind of focused on was the uh, heavyweight fight between Derek Lewis and Latifi. <laughs> um, we'll start with that one. How do, you, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, Derek Lewis... Derek Lewis Squeak by there, Gabe. I think so because well, I I don't want to say squeak by because he had a point where he was like Latifi took him down, right? 
but he didn't do any damage. He just kind of held him on the ground. Now, mm-hmm. usually, usually takedowns, they mean a lot in the UFC. But if, if the referee and if the judges see you're just taking the guy down to get rest or you're just not advancing yeah, your position. Yeah, so they go like, okay, he's just he's just taking a break. So, you know, at the, at the same time, you know, Derek Lewis was throwing haymakers. He was connecting. So I feel like Derek Lewis won the fight, you know, um, just because the guy wasn't doing a whole lot other than just taking him down and just holding him down. Like you really have to advance your position. You have to attempt submissions. You have to be busy on the ground, or they won't look at that as, oh, okay, he's being aggressive. So I think I think it was the right call for Derek Lewis. Yeah, hometown fight too. Tough. Exactly. Yeah, same thing, man. He's I mean, a tough third rounder. Everybody thought that would go down in the first round, but mm-hmm. yeah. Derek Lewis haymaker would take him out. Yeah, I mean, Latifi was moving up, so it's tough. You know. Now he knows he'll come back. I mean, he'll be. I think they'll both. You know, I, mean, I don't know where Derek Lewis goes from there. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough. He needs to get his cardio up, and he needs to work on his ground game if he wants. You know, challenge any of those top top five. Ground game is terrible. But uh, he's getting older too. So he's got back problems. Mm-hmm. A lot of killers. A lot of killers in the UFC. It's tough. Facts. Yeah, and then the also the other fight we focused on was the women flyweight fight there. I thought it was a good fight. I liked that one. I think I actually enjoyed that one a little bit more than the that main event. That was the event. best fight of the three. I, I agree. Um, I, I liked it. Um, you know, we, we all unanimously chose Valentina to take this one here, and I think she did a pretty good job. Um, kind of helped. Yeah, she held it down the first couple of rounds, and I believe towards the end of the second round, she got... Her, she was on the floor, kept her elbows Crucifix. off the mat, and then, it, you know, by the third round, it was like, all right, we're back here again. I'm going to finish this thing out and just just, just dominate it. Um, mm. Yeah, that was good to see. I, I like that. I, I think the clear favorite, as we all kind of discussed about that. Mm, uh, she, I mean, yeah, she won it pretty heavy, you know. I mean, she was a heavy favorite. I think it was like minus 1,200 or 1,300 or something like that, so. Um, and that women's division, those top those top champions are pretty solidified right now. Her Nunez and Hui Chen Li from from China. So right now, those um, women's division, the gap is like kind of, I feel like for the women there's a bigger gap between the top and the bottom, just because there's not that many fighters right now. It's just new, relatively new for women to be in the mix of arts like that because of the high level. Right, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the flyweight definitely has like the, one of the biggest gaps. When they showed the board on the screen before the fight, it was pretty interesting. It was like, uh, you know, <laughs> Valentina's pretty much running this show right now. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see where she goes next as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, for the main card, fellas, the main man, Mister John mm-hmm. Jones, Dominic Reyes. Um, yeah, um, a lot like a lot to say about this one here. Um, yeah, how do you feel about this? So I've seen obviously we've all seen the fight. So I originally had it Reyes winning uh, three to two based on rounds. Um, so yeah, when when the decision went to John, I was a little bit shocked. But I think as most were, we were shocked by that third judge's forty nine forty six scorecard. I don't know what fight he was watching, but it was obvious he wasn't watching that fight. That fight was close the whole way. All for well, I won't say the whole way. The first three rounds was very competitive, but Reyes took the first two for sure. 
so I rewatched the fight again today, the third round specifically, because that's the round that everyone's having trouble trying to figure out who won that third round. And if you look at it, John Jones even posted clips of it of himself of uh, on Twitter, a video. It was a sequence where Reyes was throwing a whole bunch of punches, and the crowd was like, "Oh, ah, oh, ah!" Even the judges was going crazy. But if you look at the clip, John's ducking a lot of those punches. He's backing up. He's running away. He's he's barely getting hit by any of those punches. But in real time, you don't see that. You just see Reyes throwing a, a ton of punches, and people are thinking they're connecting, but John's actually dodging them like Floyd Mayweather. So I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's very interesting. That didn't tell the whole story of a third round, but Reyes didn't win that third round. John actually won that third round. And then the fourth and fifth round, John took control because Reyes gassed out. He uses all his energy in the first two rounds. So in the, third, in the fourth and fifth round, Reyes did a lot of backpedaling because John kept applying pressure. He got a few takedowns to him. You know, he couldn't hold him down, obviously, but John really put the pressure on him. So Reyes, you know, he was in counter mode, but... I think John won three, four, and five, and it was the right call. I just don't agree with the judges' 49-46 scorecard. It was it was closer than that, though. Right, and it's interesting because you, you're kind of like the one of the, the first or second person that has kind of said that about the third round. Um, Chris, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that third round? Would you agree with Gabe about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens sometimes. The crowd can affect, you know, a lot of the judgment like that. And sometimes these judges, I mean, I'm you know, said after, the words in the press conference, these guys in Texas, they especially they don't really get you know big fights like this. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it kind of just depends. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what any of us think. You know, it matters if there's three guys watching the fight. Right. However, they're judging it. Whatever you know, whatever they're basing it on. I mean, now now that Gabe's saying that, you know, I could easily see how that judge could have had one of those first two rounds going to Jones. You know, and then then he has three. Four and five for Jones, well, so like I could easily see how they can go four one Jones, but I mean arguments to be made either way. That's why you kind of have to just finish it in there somehow. You got mm-hmm. to submission, figure a way to get a stoppage, right? Like, knock them out because I still know, think it should have been a unanimous decision. It should have been a split decision. Like unanimous, no, it was a closer fight than you thought it would be. So to say John won unanimously, I don't think that was the right call. A split decision, sure. Two out of three, great. But not all three judges scoring it that way and the one giving it a 49-46. So that was my only issue with it. But, yeah, John did win the fight. And what was you figured, too? It's like, okay, there was no way Reyes was going to win this unless he knocked John Jones out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a title fight, right? That's definitely yeah. not going to happen in UFC the way that this is going to – that went down. And then the takedowns, too. You know, John Jones in rounds, what, four and five had the takedowns. So, you know, I mean, there's there's – that I think that that third round was definitely where, like you said, you have a lot of people didn't see that. So it's like, oh, you know, well, let me go back and watch it and see. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> he's really dodging these these punches. And, you know, maybe the judge just saw that. Um, but that definitely the first two rounds was definitely something. I don't think we've ever seen this before, right? Like, it's been a long time mm-hmm. since we've seen John Jones get tagged up like that, right? The last time was when he fought Gustafson the first time. Well, Gustafson messed his face up. I mean, John was battered and bloodied up. We was like, wow, that was John's biggest test because John didn't take him seriously. But this is the second time I've seen John, like, you know, get tagged so much in a fight. So it was something to think about for him, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What, what do you guys, where do you guys want to see Dominic Reyes head? You know, I mean, this is, this has to be huge for him. Like, regardless of him losing like that, this still, he still had a great performance. Like, it, it was, it was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he showed a lot of against heart. John Jones. I mean, 
where do you guys want to see Reyes head next? I'll let Chris take it. Uh, Reyes, I would want to see him probably. I know there's a lot of injuries in that division. I know um, Santos over Anthony Smith over Cormier. I would like to see him. I, I would like to see him go against uh, Johnny Walker. I know Corey Anderson just knocked him out recently, but before that knockout, um, uh, Johnny Walker, who's also like six four, he's a pretty big dude. Um, that 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 guy has ridiculous power. He's super explosive. He's even faster than Reyes. So I will hope that Johnny Walker gets on a winning streak so they can put him versus Reyes, two big six four guys, and just going at it. That would be my dream matchup right there. But as as far as the division, yeah, a lot of guys. Yeah, he, if he took that fight, that'd be such a risk for him. Because right now he's they have him at number Reyes. one right now. Up, yeah. if, if Reyes took the fight, it'd be a risk for him, right? Yeah, yeah, because Walker's I'll be huge for Walker if he can win that. Walker's a beast, man. That guy's a beast. I lost that last one. He was on the up and up. Yeah, that injury I think messed him up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Corey Anderson, yeah, after we were saying that fight's coming up this week. Blockwitz. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he already beat him once. So we'll see if he can do it again. Yes, sir. This is number yeah, two. So yeah, we'll place? see. Where's it taking place at? Yeah, uh, I'm not even sure the exact venue is. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the fight night is. At. I got to look into it. Oh uh, yeah, it's um, fight night 8 p.m. on Saturday evening, and it's at the Santa Ana Star Center in New Mexico. Oh, yeah, Albuquerque, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's John's uh, hometown, so he'll be there watching that fight. Shout out to John Jones, man. I mean, that's a a star-studded family right there. I mean, two NFL players Uh, and an MMA fighter. Jeez, and their jeans, they're all tall, too. Fight the house, man. Imagine the parents trying to keep those (laughs) kids down. (laughs) For real. Well, supposedly John Jones um, lost... Lost. That's the only time he's really lost a fight. It was against the brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see he was big, way bigger than the man Chandler. I couldn't even imagine. He probably knows all his weak points and everything. That's what I probably would want to see Chandler at heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> For real. All right, gentlemen, we got the bottom of the show here. We're talking NBA All Star uh, weekend of 2020. Um, you know, obviously this all-star weekend is going to come with a little bit of heavy hearts, bittersweet, either way you want to see it. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's a weekend to celebrate Kobe Bryant, um, his legacy in the league. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of memorials and different, uh, things to represent him throughout the weekend. Um, we got the rising stars, uh, the, uh, rising stars game pretty much, uh, it's team world versus USA. So, Obviously, a team of uh, U.S.-born players against some foreign players. Uh, mm-hmm. There, uh, I mean, you know, Zion Williamson is actually going to play on the U.S. roster, so that's nice. Trey Young, Colin Sexton, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyler Hero, to name a few there. Um, the real roster, uh, DeAndre Ayton, um, is injured, so he'll not play, but he didn't make it. R.J. Barrett, he's from Canada, so he's on that team. Uh, Luca's playing, obviously. Um, I didn't know yeah, yeah, it actually has them on the world roster. Um, and then you got, um, you know, beyond those names, um, some guys mm. that I've, I've, you know, you got Rui Hachimura. Hachimura, yeah. It's like the Japan's Greek freak. He is. 
he certainly is. So he's going to be headlining that too as well. So um, that's um, Friday night, Valentine's Day, and then you got um, the celebrity game starts a little bit earlier than that. So we'll be able to see some celebrities go head to head. I don't know. I, I usually I kind of skip this night. Uh, I I, I, I yeah, kind of lost interest. <laughs> um, I used to, I used to love watching it though. I, I think a little bit of uh, the, the rookies versus sophomore was cool. I think that was cool to me. Um, the team world versus USA. I think it was good at first, and then it's kind of start to. I think they need to change that game up a little bit. I mean, obviously you want to yeah. showcase some of the young talent, um, but I don't know really how you know. I, I just got, you, I don't know how you can get yeah, it's, it's you either got to go back to a different format maybe East versus West young you know young guys and then go from there again but um, I don't know maybe have like a voting for it too as well because we don't really vote these guys in so maybe they can have like a different voting rising stars for the voting uh, for that mm-hmm. um, Saturday night we'll have it's called State Farm All Star Saturday night um, that's the Taco Bell Skills Challenge which is the first event um, participants uh, you got Miami's Bam Adebayo, yeah. uh, Patrick yeah. Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, and then Shai Gillius Alexander, Chris Middleton, Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis from Indiana, Pascal Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Who are you guys taking in this event? Mm. Just some uh, friendly wagers. You know, if you want to make some friendly wagers, you can hit the text line. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Chris. What you got, man? I really don't know. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take SGA. Okay, uh, Shy, right? Yeah, Shy, That's my boy right there. I feel like he's a dark horse for this competition. Yeah, no, he's pretty talented, man. You know, he's been underrated this year. Oh, yeah, teaching the kid, man. I think I think he's him. I'm I personally will go. I I think like big men don't really traditionally do well in this event, so I'll probably no. stay away from like a Pascal Siakam type of guy. Although he could prove me wrong, um, mm. but I'm gonna go with my guy Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with shy also. I'm gonna go Alexander. All right. Okay. Two shies and, and a Tatum. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. So that's the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. So that'll probably be the first event. The second event will be the Mountain Dew three point contest. And Ooh. participants it's Davis Bertans from Washington, Devin Booker from Phoenix, Devontae Graham from Charlotte, Joe Harris from Brooklyn, Buddy Heal from Sacramento, Zach Levine, the hometown guy from Chicago, Duncan Robinson from Miami, and then Trey Young from Atlanta. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say it. Go, I'm go. Going, I'm, my boy Trey Young. I mean, oh, that's, that's my dude. I'm going with Trey. Sorry, sorry, uh, Duncan oh. Robinson. I love you too. I'm going with Trey Young though. That boy's wow, he's selling out. Love Duncan Robinson. You know, D Wade's bagging him heavy right now. I get it, but you know, Trey, <laughs> man, he's my fantasy team. I got to support the fantasy players. You know, true, true. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, who you got, Chris? Uh, I gotta go D book, man. Devin Booker. Oh, there you go. That's loyalty right D-book there, baby. Too. Yeah, see on my team also. That's I loyalty. Both... That's true. That's true. That's loyalty. Yeah, he's got to fill in for Dame. I mean, damn, that's loyalty yep. right yeah. there. Um, I, I, I'm actually a fan of, of Trey Young. I, I think I've, I've slowly warmed up to him. I think he can do this. Um, but I wouldn't Earth. be surprised if some someone like Joe Harris kind of like 
took this and ran with it or Duncan Robinson. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Usually, it's some dark horse. <laughs> yeah, it's, those are my Bro. two dark horses. I'll probably go Joe Harris first well, and Duncan. Right. I think Harris has won it before. Yeah, he, he's, he's, won last year. he's got some experience. Yeah, so. sure. for sure. So we'll see. But yeah, definitely nice to see at least Zach Levine represent the hometown team on Saturday night. Um, I mean, you know, all-star game in Chicago, deep Michael Jordan roots there. So definitely, mm-hmm. definitely nice to see um hometown guy. Um, the third event will be the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. Definitely a little bit excited about this one here for obvious reasons. Uh, first contestant, Pat Conaghan in Milwaukee, and mm-hmm. then Aaron Gordon from Orlando, Dwight Howard from Los Angeles, and then Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. from Miami. Oh, I'm going to bias hometown boy. I'm going Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. I, I'm going bias too. I, I'm I got my guy Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is going to do something. He's going to do some things that you guys have never seen before. I believe in him. So no, he's, he says he's it, nasty. I agree. He was robbed in 2016. He's gonna yep. he's going to do something. I believe in him. Um, who you got, Chris? I'm gonna go with Howard. I'll go with Howard. Defending, or not defending champ, a previous champ. Okay. Kyle Gordon, four two. Yep, so got two champions in there. Jones, does Jones won though. Jones has competed before. I don't know if he's won though. No, he didn't win. But yeah, he, no, he did. He win? Did he win? I thought he did it with Phoenix. No, I don't think he won though. I, I thought, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if he won, but I know he did it when he was with Phoenix. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good, yeah, good competition. Pat Carlton can he can throw it down too. I've seen some highlights there. Yeah, I've seen him too. He's pretty nasty for a white boy. He got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to have equal representation. The NBA is about that life, so um, no doubt. Yeah, um, the uh, Derek Jones, Derek Jones Jr. did um, lose in the dunk contest, and um, he lost to Glenn Robinson the third. Oh wow! Glenn Robinson the third—that's crazy. I didn't know he even did it. <laughs> Gee. Yeah. <laughs> so he lost. Okay. But he has experience too. But uh, you know what? I shout out to Dwight Howard though, man. I think it's fun to see him back in, in a good state of mind and where his career is kind of yeah. taking him. Um, and mm-hmm. to really come in because he did have some nice dunks uh, for a big man. Um, you know, traditionally you didn't really have big men come into the dunk contest and perform that well. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's performed a couple, made it all the way to the final round, lost one, won one. So, I mean, you know, shout out to him, man. You know, there's no, you know, as a former as, as a former Magic player, there's no hate towards him. So, you know, one mm-hmm. point there, you know, was bad tension, and it still is in some with some Orlando fans. But I mean, at the overall, he's he's alive, well, healthy, playing happy, can't complain. But I think it'll be a fun contest, man, to see between those two guys, Aaron and him kind of go back and forth i mean you never know like jones jr can surprise us pat can surprise us but um you know shout out to the slam dunk contest i i think i think it's gonna be a fun night man i i do miss the shooting stars contest though i think that was the coolest part about like one of the things is that you started off with like the veteran or the, the legend yeah, the WNBA school, player OG. yeah and the current yeah. player or something like that man like i missed that like that was one of the favorite things i used to, i was like it's just started off man it kicked off but now you got you three events back, yeah three events for like what three hours and so basically 
what each event's probably going to take a half an hour, so we're going to have to watch two hours worth of commercial times. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's all the NBA is on All Star Weekend. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to everything, like the, the the videos. Like nowadays, we got Snapchat to watch. You know, the players interact with each other, Instagram videos. You know, I, I remember watching All Star games from like 2003, four, five. You know, those All Star games with T Mac. You know, from the Magic would go and he would have to wait till they post videos the next day or something. But now we got instant access to all these fun and cool activities that players are taking a part of. Um, so, you know, we appreciate the players, man. Definitely all-star Sunday night is the all-star game. Um, of course, hosted on TNT and kind of, I know we kind of talked about this in the last episode, but you know, obviously I'm going with team Braun. Anybody feel different about that? Um, I'm going with team Braun also. I, I'm not going to change on that. Yep, shout out to my boy D Booker getting in there on Team Braun replacing uh, Lillard. That team is nasty, man. They got too many, too many shooters, too many bigs. It's gonna be ridiculous. You know, I, I almost, um, you know, speaking of the whole Devin Booker situation, and and it's it's weird because I didn't think about this, you know, last week, but it's it's funny because it's like maybe you know Dame Lillard's like, you know what, I'm gonna sit out. I'll let D Book get in. Maybe that's the loophole and the workaround to what we discussed last week. Because if you think about it, I mean, some players do really get injured, but it's so close to like the time you know that happened. I honestly, I don't. I'm not really 100 percent aware of what happened to Lillard, but I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. But I think it's a cool thing. Like some guys, just like you know what, I made it last year. I got my shine. You know, deep book. You, you know, it's like I'm gonna sit this one out. Let's go ahead and, and also send, send the injury report. And it's also you get your nomination regardless. So let's say if Dame got nominated to the game, it still counts as an appearance. So by him sitting out and Dame getting his appearance, it's like they both get one. You know what I mean? So yeah, it kind of, it's kind of like a loophole because just because Dame is sitting, he's still an All Star this year. You know what I mean? So he still gets the recognition of being an All Star, but Devin Booker just steps in as well to become an All Star himself. So it's kind of like a loophole, like you said. It really is because, I mean, in the last couple of years, there was maybe injuries left and right, and guys were just, you know, getting in back into the game. And then, you know, this year there was the uh, – excuse me, last year it was the, you know, the, the uh, retirees coming, you know, forth. There was Dirk and uh, Dwayne Wade um, mm-hmm. making that announcement, you know, from Adam Silver. Um, unfortunately, Vince Carter was not going to get, you know, that opportunity. But, yeah. um, you know, it's all good, man. Um, and then just to clarify that format that we spoke about last week came prepared this week. So pretty Mm. much here's how it's going to go down. The teams will compete to win each of the first three quarters, which will start with the score of zero zero and will be 12 minutes long at the start of the fourth quarter. The clock's going to completely be turned off and a final target score is going to be set. That final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score throughout three quarters and adding 24 points obviously that represents Kobe so that's going to be the target score so if Mm -hmm. I got 100 points I'm leading the game or my team's leading the game they're going to add 24 points so whoever gets 124 points first is going to win the game Okay, that's pretty much how it's going to work so leading score the team that's leading you know leading after three quarters their score plus 24 will determine so I mean if you're down ten points in an all star game, you know you guys know it that's that's nothing. Hell down yeah. 50, twenty points in the, going to the fourth quarter. it's really doesn't change much. It just gives an opportunity 
to wear down and make extend the game out longer. Um, but you know, in all star games, people score at will. So, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think it's cool though, because, you know, they're trying different things, um, in the pro bowl, you know, they were trying different things as well. So it's just an opportunity to try something different. I mean, I don't think the NBA will ever move to something like that in the fourth quarter. Um, but you know, um, that, that's, you know, something that we may see another you know opportunities down the road for the all-star games or other festivities and the, the league that actually currently does this would be um a league called the basketball tournament so it's a basketball tournament that's hosted on espn um generally you, you know this this leads in the summertime so they kind of do something very similar so they'll go ahead and excuse you know the clock in the fourth quarter and then mm-hmm. from there they'll go forward and you know use what's called the Elam ending for all games. And then there's no overtime. So pretty much it eliminates overtime. It just forces somebody to win. It's like, you got to score this amount of points. Go ahead and score it. Mm. So, all right, guys, that's pretty much our episode. Um, you know, trying to wrap this up in under an hour for you guys. Um, and it's been fun. Uh, as always, sure. this is the time. Any kind of shout outs for you guys? I'm a shout out. An old, I'm a shout out an old school TV show. Um, I'm gonna shout out Full House. You know what I'm saying? It's a late '80s show because uh, this Saturday I'm going to see Bob Saget <laughs> stand up. Wow! <laughs> Valentine's oh. Day. <laughs> That's such a weird shout. No, I'm kidding. Good it's for you, weird. man. Good for strange. you. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go see my blog, Danny Tanner, America's first dad or second dad or whatever. Uh, do some stand up at a improv comedy club. So it was my wife's idea. So. That'd be good. Huh? Yeah, you know, I'm with it. It's cool. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, you know, shout yeah, out to you. I mean, I, so that's your Valentine's like date. Like, there's nothing yeah, going on the, tomorrow. The typical flowers and crap. You know, we could just do a comedy club. We've never been to one, so you say, "Why not? Let's try something different this year." So. Uh, I'm on the same page. You know, by the way, you know, hopefully both of our significant others aren't listening. But at the yeah. same time, you know, it's like you say, "Nah, we will agree to do something else or not do nothing," and then you know, tomorrow mm-hmm. comes and you kind of blow that yeah. one. So yeah. don't don't fumble that one up, Gabe. Nah, I ain't fumbling nothing, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> How about you, Chris? What's your Valentine's plans? What's your <laughs> shout out? First, go ahead and give your shout outs, and we'll talk about your Valentine's Day plans. Uh, shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Booker, man. Getting into the All-Star game. First time All-Star. Yes, sir. It's been a long time coming. Now, for you think about staying in Phoenix now, man. That, that's the only concern, right, for you? <laughs> what, what's your mm-hmm. Valentine's Day plans? Uh, tomorrow night, I'm gonna go to a concert tomorrow night. Uh, Young Dolph, man, Young Dolph. So keep the keep the girls on the side, man. Keep the girls Word. On the side. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Have our listeners. Hey, Chris, like, how, smart, hey, Chris man. how old are you, man? Uh, 28, 28. Damn. Wait, so, except are you 29 or are you 28 too? Um, we'll we'll consider. You know, I'll say it this way. Uh, as the decades go, I go. Oh yeah, you told me. Okay, so man, you both still in your twenties. I don't know. Yes, okay. we are, um, sir. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, the I've got like maybe what is it? we're in we're in uh, what February? I've got like I got eight more eight months. months. Leave it up. Yeah, yeah, I got eight more months before I'm, I'm catching up with Gabe and Demario and. Welcome to the Thirty uh, Club, baby. Yeah, it's uh, it's all good, man. It's a prime of life. I'm I'm gonna live it up, of course, of course. Exactly. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, Chris. I mean, this guy Chris, man, he's he's just all over the place living life. Sometimes you look at his Instagram, yeah. it's like, damn, bro. Man, he's always yeah. at some concert. 
I was front row. But Chris is the man in Phoenix. You're the I man say in Phoenix, do Chris. Can. You know what I'm saying? Do it while you got no, like, no tie downs or, <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know what each situation is. I'm not trying to pry, but I'm saying do it while you got nobody that's holding you down. You know what I mean? Amen. Or if you got Amen. no kids, you know, you do it, do it now. Get it out of your system. Y'all, like I said, that, that unbiased sports group. Yeah. Wow, Having older people in my life like that. Never really yeah. had father figure like that. I'm just being able to take little bits and pieces from a couple of different people here and there, you know, and then just mold it into my own life. Yeah, really. Figuring True. it out as I go, brother. You know how it is. Taking a day yep. by day. For right sure, for me. sure. Absolutely. Um, Man, I didn't really think about a shout-out, to be honest with you, but um, kind of just looking through. I actually just want to shout-out Markel Fultz uh, for going athlete oh, yeah. today. Um. Markel Fultz, man, I gotta shout him out because uh, you know I don't really give much love to the Magic on the podcast, but I'll shout him out. Appreciate Markel Fultz for coming out, balling out, um, and you know, hopefully, second half of the uh, unofficial second half of the year for the Magic can give us the second seed. By the way, yeah, we might we might be able to get a little you know Florida series out of that if we finish seventh seed. You guys finish on the second seed. Two versus Ooh, seven. We're run y'all out of the building, yeah, man. I mean, you probably will, Ooh. but you know, maybe Ooh. we can make, make some magic happen sometime in April. You don't want that, you don't want that heat smoke. Come on now. I, I'm not really looking forward to it. I mean, at this point, it's <laughs> can we at least get two wins instead of one? You know, we technically got to win against the Raptors in that series. So they're the world champs. So that's you know, cool. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. But no, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be back soon. Of course, third week straight, uh, we're hitting the stride. This is cool. I mean, hopefully people listening, um, and you know, shout out to everybody just listening, man. Like, I don't even want to be, like, just selfish about athletes. It's just I appreciate everybody puts some time into giving a full hour of, of listening to us and our input about sports, man. So, you know, there's times where life gets a little kind of crazy, and you're like, man, I got to get on tonight, record the show, go back to, you know, normal life tomorrow, and for you and I, Gay, we're being dads. Chris is going to concerts tomorrow, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> live, it, live it up, man. But appreciate you guys. That's a wrap.